This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Pastor Sean here. Hopeland Church is about to have some church. So uh, let's jump into the word. I think we're already having church. Um, but um, here we go. We are in Loose Cannon, The Power of the Tongue. This is part, what part is this? This is part four. Okay, so we're into part four now. And uh, we got one more after this. So um, today we're going to talk about um, how our mouths are a part of our stewardship. And this is, this is something we steward. Okay, this is, uh, we're accountable for this. This is something that we will answer for in eternity. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, so um, we're going to jump into some verses and um, talk about um, our mouths, God's intention, okay? So here we go. Uh, let me pray, and then I'm going to meet you um, in First Peter. So Father, we thank you for your holy word. Uh, speak to us, God, and uh, Lord, help us. Help us, Holy Spirit, to be good stewards of our mouth, our words, and every other aspect of who we are. Lord, help us to be good stewards, that we steward well what you have given us. And we thank you for everybody joining us today. We pray you'd bless them, God. And, uh, Lord, touch them and lead them and guide them in, in their life. And we, we thank you for everybody joining with us today. Pray your blessing on them. And as we jump into your word, in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. All right, folks, let's jump right in, okay? And so here we go. Let's start here in uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, verse 10 and 11. Okay, 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11. So uh, here we go. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards, mm -hmm, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, it is talking about kind of alluding to and speaking of actual spiritual gifts here, um, but this does apply to what we're talking about. So let's look at verse 11. Um, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. So let me read verse 11 again, if I could, okay? Uh, uh, sorry, verse 10. Um, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so here it is. It's speaking of speaking. It could even uh, really be speaking of and alluding to, um, obviously, preaching the gospel and everything like that. Um, and so, but, um, you know, our mouths as the body of Christ and as a believer, that you are the very mouthpiece of God to somebody. That somebody is going to, hear the gospel through your words. Uh, we are the 
body of Christ and we are his hands and his feet and his mouth and his eyes, right? Here in the earth. And so our mouths come into play and it's like, man, if anyone speaks, right? Let him speak, right? Let him speak as the very oracles of God, okay? And so this is what this word oracle means, all right? This is what the word oracle means. It means a divine declaration. It's a statement originating from God, okay? So uh, it also means a divine response, a divine utterance. So oracle is the divine nature in words, okay? Like it is a divine declaration, it's vocal, it's a statement originating from God, a vocal statement originating from God. It is a divine response. How many of us, we would um, do a lot better if we responded with our mouth in a divine way instead of reacting with our mouth in our flesh, right? Um, so we want to respond in a divine manner with our words and not react in a flesh manner, a human nature manner, or even a demonic manner, right? So it's a divine response or a divine utterance. So we have the capacity because of the divine seed of God in us, because of the word that has been planted in our heart, because of the word that we meditate on and read, because of the word that we hear preached and taught. Hallelujah. We can be and speak from our mouth the very oracles of God. We can declare divine things, right? We can give a vocal statement that is originating from God, all right? And we can give a divine response and we could can utter divine words, right? The very oracles of God. The Bible says, you know, that he has put his word in our mouth and in our heart. The word of faith which we preach, all right? So we must know this, okay? Because in speaking of, this is stewardship. God gave us a mouth. What is our mouth? Really, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. It is, it is a way. It is, it, is, it is an instrument. It is something God desires to use for his glory. But how many of you know the devil wants to use it for his glory too, right? And so many times, even in our own ego or our own pride, we want to use it for our own glory. But here it is. Here's my first point. And this is God's intention, is that our mouths are divine instruments. That, that we within God, in Christ, have the grace and capacity that our mouth would be a literal divine instrument. All right? That in, when we pray, our, our mouth is a divine instrument. When we pray for somebody, our mouth is a divine instrument. When we are sharing 
the story of Christ, our story, our testimony, when we are sharing the revelation we receive from God, when we are preaching or teaching or simply just ministering to somebody with our mouth, our words, our words are a divine instrument that we can plant the divine seed with our words. We can sow divine seed with and through our words. Our mouths are a divine instrument. Come on, I'm gonna say it again, folks. Here it is, all right? And so in with respect to our mouths being a part, all right, a, a significant part of our stewardship, right? Um, in this verse, okay, I'm gonna read this verse one more time. But First Peter 4.11, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the very oracles of God, the very divine declaration, the very uh, divine utterances. Let, if we speak, let us speak as though we were speaking the very oracles of God. Let me say this to you. Your mouth is a divine instrument. So with respect to stewardship and your mouth being a divine instrument, there's with respect to stewardship and that stewardship meaning God has given us something. It is not ours. It is his. It is given to us for his glory. We then you know, want to take what God has given us, our mouth, our tongue, and give him glory in and through it, right? He is, we're accountable. He's given us this gift of words, our mouth, our tongue, and it's, and so we're like, God, uh, help me to steward this well, right? So in stewardship, the understanding that our words, our mouth, because of the Christ in us, we have the capacity and the grace and the and divine enablement to literally be a divine instrument. Amen? And so with that, we must understand that we need, and here's my next point, and we're going to talk about this. But let me give you the point first before we kind of dive into the scriptures and stuff, is we must put away evil speaking, right? Like put away evil speaking. Right. And um, this is what God desires. If we're going to allow God to use our mouth, we must willfully put away the other types of language and talk and the spirit of our language and our words to if it's not of God to put it away. Right. To, you know, cast it away, to lay it aside, to. Uh, do away with it, right? Take it off, right? Kind of thing. So let's look at some verses here and with respect to this. So once again, that my next point is this, is uh, we must put away evil speaking. So let's look at e um, Ephesians chapter four, all right? Verse 30 to 32. So Ephesians four, verse 30 to 32. And it reads, and, and do not grieve, the Holy Spirit of God, uh, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 
okay, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Verse 31, look at this. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. We gotta put away evil speaking. Let it be put away from you with all malice. So you see how like in these, these, some of these works of the flesh described in Ephesians or some of these soul issues, right? These are, these, a lot of these are soul issues. They're, 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 they're behavioral problems, right? They're, they're, they're ways of treating other people. And in that, um, it, 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 it encapsulated in that is, is the use of our mouth, like, and so it's saying we got to put this stuff away. We've encountered Jesus. We are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And we love God, and we're listening to our worship, and we're and we got our Bible, and we do our devotions, and we're a part of church community and all that good stuff. And praise the Lord. And you're saved, and God loves you, and uh, you come out of some things. And so here it is in this, Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus. And he's saying, hey guys, you gotta put this away, right? Like let's, 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 let's begin to live this Christian life at even a deeper and a higher level than we are right now. And he's saying, you gotta put this evil speaking away, okay? And so here it is, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, verse 32. And be kind to one another. It's talking about people. This is relational, relationship. Um, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. It's talking about relationships. How many of you know that when it comes to our mouth, I'm telling you the health, longevity, and harmony of our relationships with other people, a huge part of that is our mouth. Can I get an Amen. I'll say it again, a huge part of it is our mouth. Yes, there is. Uh, our body language has a huge part to play, but our mouth, my goodness, how many relationships have been destroyed because of our mouth? How many relationships are, are thriving and blessed and healthy and getting healthier because of the proper use of words in our mouth, okay? And so evil speaking, let me, I wanna give you this definition. I always like to give definitions as you know this. But evil speaking, it's like, it's, it's two things. It means two things. And this is relational. Okay, this is relation. This is relation. This word evil speaking is in a relational context in the scripture because it's, it's followed by how we should treat people and how we should be to one another in putting away this thing called evil speaking. But it is relational with respect to our relationship with God and it is relational with our relationship with other people. So here we go. This is what evil speaking means. It means to slander. Okay, it means detraction, or here it is. Let me break it down simply. It means to speak injurious, injurious, or words that injure. Sorry, I can't say that word very well. Injurious, I think that's how you say it. Injurious to another's good name. Okay, evil speaking. Speaking injury, right? Causing harm or injury to somebody through our words. The Bible says to the church, put that away. Come on, somebody. Come on now, say it with me. Say, lay it to rest. Bury that thing, right? 
go out back, dig a hole and bury that dead man, right? That dead nature, right? Saying, put it away, put away evil speaking. It also means this. It also means this. That, so, so, so that definition there in speaking of evil speaking is about our relationship with other people. But it also means this, that reproachful speech that is injur- injurious and offensive to the divine majesty. So evil speaking is a, a, a relational word in, and, it, and, it, and it speaks of speaking injury that causes harm to somebody else. And it, it is, can be, um, it can harm and, and are your relation with God and be offensive to God. That's what it means. Okay. It's, it's reproachful speech, injurious and offensive to the divine majesty. All right. So somebody say, women say, put it away, put it away. Okay. Here we go. Here's another one. First Peter two, verse one and two. First first Peter 2, verse 1 and 2. Here we go. Therefore, laying aside. Okay, put away. Here's the word, same kind of word, but laying aside all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. So we're not only to put it away, but here in 1 Peter, it says to lay it aside. It's kind of the same thing. And so evil speaking, verse 2, let's read verse 2. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So lay aside this evil speaking. And so this is where our will comes in, as we can see here, that evil speaking, um, according to the scripture and the early church fathers writing to the church and encouraging them in in their Christian walk and challenging them in their growth, challenging them to grow, you can see that there is, when it comes to certain things um, that we can see in our walk with God, okay? And I know we know this by virtue of experience as a believer, you know this. But we also see in the scripture, the, the context of this, and here's what it is, is that the works of the flesh and, 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 and the way it's described in the scripture, and we've seen it in Ephesians and Peter right now, is that there is something about your growth is that your will must be involved. Like God's like, you need to lay this aside. Now, does God help us? And do we need his grace? Yes. But, but if you notice in the context of this, and we know this in experience, that not everything we've walk, we're walking out of and getting delivered of is just this instantaneous miracle. Like God just zaps us and it's gone. But in our walk, this is stewardship that we then, as we grow and learn, God's requiring our will. He's saying for us to do two things, just these two verses. And this this language is all throughout the, the New Testament. And speaking of the church and the matter of spiritual growth, is in the language we see here is put it away. And then the next one we see is laying it aside. What is that? That's something that in God's strength and his grace and prayerfully and studying, meditating on the word and our pursuit of God and our worship and our relationships with other people that we choose to say, no, I'm, I, I'm laying this aside. I am put involving my will in my spiritual development. And we lay this 
aside. We, this word means to like stow away, to stuff away, to put away, like to take off, right? This is, and here it is. Let me give you this next point. Let's put our old ways behind us, okay? This is part of our walk that we willfully, prayerfully say, God, I lay this aside. I put this off. Once again, let's put our old ways behind us. So let's put our old ways behind us. Let's put our old ways behind us. Let, 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 and look, at, I'm not saying, right, that this is instantaneous. So I, I'm actually saying the opposite. But what I'm saying is, let's do it. Let's put it aside. But let's not make excuses for our issues. Let's not, let's not build theology around how we grew up and say, well, you know, that's just the way I grew up. Or that's the way my dad talked to me. So that's the way I talked. That's the way my dad talked to my mom. So that's the way I'm going to talk to my wife. And, it, and if those things that we saw and, and learned and absorbed aren't of God, let's say, no, nah, that's not me. I, I, that might be part of my struggle right now, but that's not who I am. I'm putting that aside. I'm going to, what does the Bible say? What does the scripture say? Uh, God, uh, change me, mold me, make me like you, right? Let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's look at the issue and be like, you know what? That's not me. That's not how God made me. Let, let's not, let's not make excuses for, um, the sin or the habits that just aren't of God, right? Like let's, let's, put our old ways behind us, right? And so this is a daily thing, right? This is a daily thing. This is a walk. This is a walk. And this is this is walking in freedom. This is a walk. I mean, I'm walking it out. I'm working it out. And so, but also with that, I want to give you the the other side of it. That this is always twofold. Spiritual growth is 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 two things. Spiritual growth is two things. It's two things simultaneously. It's these two aspects are happening at the same time. This, this principle of these two things happening in us and through us, uh, it's, it's all throughout the, the scripture. Um, and so I'm going to say it this way, okay? As I said before, I'll, I'll say that last point again, and then I'll say the next one. But let's put our old ways behind us. But also, um, you know, uh, both and let's step into the new thing. So we put our old ways uh, behind us, but we are stepping into the new thing. We are doing both. So walking with God and being a Christian is not just about what we don't do anymore, right? That is not what this is. That is part of what this is. The fruit of our life will tell you that we don't do certain things anymore. We just don't do that. It's just, I'm a Christian now. Can I get an amen? But that's not the whole story. It's what we are doing, where we are going, what God is doing in us, how we are acting, how we are speaking. And so let's not leave the old and forsake the new. Can I get an amen? And let's not try to reach for the new without dealing with the old either, right? It's both and. Come on, say it with me. Say, say this with me. Say, lay aside the old and put on the new. And so you'll even see in the language here of these verses, okay? I'm not going to go back and read all of them, but, but, but I'll read certain parts of them. But in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, you know, it says, an evil speaking put away, right, from you with all malice. And verse 32 says, and it says, be kind. So it's not just that I'm putting that away. This is what I'm doing, 
I'm going to do the opposite of how I was raised. If how I was raised is not of God, if how I was raised is destructive, if how I, I was raised is harmful and hurtful to people, if how I was raised was not um, healthy and honest, I'm, I'm going to put that away. I'm going to speak the truth now in love, right? And so that's what that says there. And then in, in the first Peter 2, verse 1 and 2, it talks about, you know, laying aside all of these things, malice, and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, evil speaking. And then it says, as newborn babes, desire. So, so I am not only laying aside the sin, laying aside the old ways, but I'm desiring the pure milk of the word. That I, I, I am now filling the void of my old ways with the word in the, in the, in, 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 in this new life style. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, right? It says that chapter four, verse 17, it says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And so it's out with the old, in with the new, right? If you think about anything, even in our natural world, concerning a process of restoration, you're going to restore a car, you're going to restore a home, you're going to restore some type of, I don't know, equipment or anything. What do you do out with the old, in with the new? All right? You take the old stuff out. You take the old, all busted down, broken, unreliable, you know, dis destroyed, you know, and you, and you take it out and you put in the new, right? And so here we go. So this is what spiritual growth um, looks like, okay? This is what it looks like coming out of the sin and coming in to God's will, right? It's, it's, not, uh, it's not where you're from. It's where you're going, right? And, and so, so and it's coming out of darkness and coming into his marvelous light. It's, um, you know, it's coming out of shallow faith or shallow religion and coming into the depth of conviction. Can I get an amen, right? So it's, it's both and. Here's a few more. It's uh, spiritual growth looks like taking off our old nature, putting on Jesus Christ. Scripture says we put on the Lord Jesus. We put on the full armor of God. We put on the Lord Jesus, right? We put on the new man, right? It's, 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 it's about this, uh, laying aside evil speaking and desiring God's word. Hallelujah. It's about putting away bitterness and anger and being kind and tenderhearted, etc. All right, so here, let's go to another verse here. 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 10. Verse 10 and 11. For he who would love life and see good days let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Hallelujah. So let me read that again, all right? First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn 
away from evil. And what? Do good. There it is again. What are we doing? We're turning from evil, but we're doing good. All right. Let him seek peace and pursue it. All right. Let him seek peace and pursue it. I'm going to give you the definition of pursue here. Pursue it. This is where it's at. This is this is what I want to encourage you is that you're on a pursuit of spiritual growth. You are on a journey of spiritual growth. This message ought to convict us all, but not condemn us at all, right? Why? Because we're all on a journey. We're in our, so, so let's pursue. I love the language here. It's speaking of, man, stop doing these things, right? And that actually, Peter is actually quoting the Old Testament, right? And, and, but he's saying, man, look, look, come on now, turn away from evil, do good, and let, let, let him seek peace and pursue it. Like, like I'm in pursuit. Like pursuit means I haven't arrived, but I'm heading in the right direction. Right? Pursuit and seeking mean I have not, I have not plateaued, I have not landed where I want to be per se, but I am heading in the right direction. I am pursuing God. I am seeking out his will. I am seeking him to be changed by him. So I want to encourage you to continue to pursue. Or if if not, then then start pursuing, right? Because this thing is a pursuit, it is a journey, and it is a process. But let me give you this definition of pursuit. And it means to aggressively chase, all right? It means like a hunter pursuing a catch, a prize. It means to pursue with all haste, chasing after, earnestly desiring to overtake or apprehend. Come on, somebody. I, I, let me encourage you here that we are in a pursuit. And I, I encourage you today, continue to pursue God, that he would touch and transform and change. Not only your heart, but also your mouth. So I want to end with this last point, and, and it's just two words, okay? And this is something I just wanted to put up here at the end of this message because it's something uh, that God's been just kind of ministering to me lately about just kind of everything in life this can apply to. But these two words are this, and this applies to this message and this sermon of the, this month, but also obviously for today. But these are the two words. It's, it's preparation and pursuit. And I believe that these two are key to your life, to your journey, to your, uh, I was going to say pursuit of God, but also just to your spiritual growth and your spiritual maturity. And these two, and you could apply these to anything of life. I think principally speaking, preparation and pursuit are key to anything that you want to succeed in, that, that you want to do well in, right? And and um, and I know we just read that verse out of 1 Peter 3, verse 10 and 11, and it says, you know, turn away from evil and do good and let him seek peace and pursue it aggressively chase, like a hunter pursuing a catch or prize, pursue with all haste, chasing after, okay? And so that the, the, the pursuit, it, it's, not, it's not a passive word, right? It's, it says aggressively chase. It's, it's like a hunter, okay? And so that, that is key, like that, that if you want to grow, it, it, it's not just about what you're not doing, it's what, what you're pursuing. It, it's what you're pursuing. It's where you're going, it's, it's where your focus is, you know, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and is now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Like, like we are in pursuit of Jesus. We are passionate about this. We're aggressive, spiritually aggressive, pursuing God, right? And in his word and, and in prayer and in our commitment to his will. And, you know, this, this, this thing is a, is a fight at times. We're pursuing, right? And so this is important that if you want to grow, if you want to get better with your mouth, it requires, you know, it's, uh, it's requisite, it requires pursuit, requires pursuit. And also I wanted to throw this word in there, preparation. That, there, that we, preparation is, changes everything. And um, I was reading a book recently. I might have mentioned this online. I'm not sure if I mentioned it online, but I'll mention it now before we close here. But preparation, that if we want to get better with our mouth, we want to get better with our language, our words, and even maybe just the spirit of our words, it requires that we prepare. It requires that we take time to, to, to prepare. And what I mean by prepare is like getting in the word, to listening to God um, and praying personally and, 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 and listening even to this sermon or listening to the preached word and receiving from, that's, that's preparation. So if you're listening to this word right now, you're taking the time to listen to this, whether it's on our podcast or we're streaming live or you're watching this afterwards, right? This is preparation right now. You know, you're not doing right now, unless you're listening to it and you're doing something, right? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, maybe you're driving, but but you get what I mean? But just taking the time to listen, you're, you're preparing. And preparing is a difference maker, okay? Preparing, you're not gonna pass a test if you don't study. Somebody say preparation. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna win the championship game if you don't practice. Somebody say preparation, right? And I was reading this book recently. I'm gonna share this and then we'll close. But um, is a, is a book that uh, John Wooden wrote. John Wooden is a, a very well-known uh, college uh, basketball coach. He coached uh, UCLA like the 60s and 70s of, of this prior century. Um, he's a believer, and um, he he won uh, um, ten national championships in twelve years. Okay, um, but just to give you kind of the application of this preparation, but he would actually prepare with his coaches longer than he would practice with his players. Somebody say preparation. He even talked about how he enjoyed the preparation more than the actual contest meaning the game. He enjoyed the process. I mean, he would, he would meet with his players and they wouldn't even practice at first. He would show them um, poignantly and, and specifically how to put their socks on so that they wouldn't get blisters, how to tie their shoes so they wouldn't get blisters. So back then, you know what I'm saying? They had some old school shoes and stuff. But here's the point. You might say, man, that's extreme, right? That's extreme. But he has coined this phrase, and uh, it's popular now. You've probably heard it. 
and I know it might sound a little corny, but I don't care. Okay, no, but it'll it'll apply to the message and kind of just in light of what we're talking about here. He says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so his whole thing was about preparation. Okay, and you could see that the man succeeded like in, in a profound way in what he did because he emphasized preparation. And so don't think that you cannot change and fulfill all that God's called you to do. The question is, are you willing to prepare? Are you willing to do the quote unquote, the dirty work to get there? Because everything God has done for us with respect to his promises is done. He died, he was buried. He rose again, he ascended to the right hand of the throne of God. He sent the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is here and he has sent his word to heal us. We have everything we need for life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him, he has called us by his own glory and goodness. I am telling you, this is the difference maker. Are we willing to prepare? Hallelujah. And are we willing to pursue? So in light of this thought of pursuit that, man, this is my will. I must take this stuff off. I am in pursuit of God. I'm going to prepare for God's will for my life and I'm going to pursue him all the days of my life. Preparation and pursuit. And so in light of even pursuit, um, John Wooden coached, I believe it was somewhere close to 14 or 15 years before he won his first championship. And then I think he won like seven or eight in a row after that. But it took him some 14, 15, I think it was the 15th season, that's when he won. And so, come on now. Come on now, somebody. It was a bumpy road. You know, he lost some games, right? But he pursued. So let's do that with respect to the call of God in our lives and what he des desires to do in and through us. Come on now, somebody. Preparation and pursuit. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everybody today. Thank you for blessing them, for keeping them, for anointing them for divine service. And God, I pray that we would think about this. I pray that we really process this. How am I preparing spiritually? Lord, how am I preparing for my calling? How am I preparing for my marriage? How am I preparing for my job, my business? How am I preparing to create something great that you've called me to do? And Lord, stir in us a fresh pursuit of you this year. Lord, help us to prepare and God ignite us by your spirit to pursue you. In Jesus' name I pray. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media.
Peace.